This is a Capricorn FM podcast. Right, it's six minutes after seven o'clock. Progressive talk on Capricorn FM. It's the second hour. Thank you very much for staying with us and welcome to you. The executive mayor has concluded the engagement we have. So now it's time for us to, well, we've got the open line forum. We'll, we'll have that in a bit, but let's start with speaking to political analyst, Dr. Ralph Matera. Dr. Matera, good evening. Welcome to Progressive Talk. Uh, good evening, Kamala. Good evening to our listeners. Thanks for inviting me. Good evening. When I was talking to you, I did not say earlier that uh, the show is going on recess after tomorrow. But you and us as a show have maintained a relationship for the whole pandemic year. Congratulations to both of us. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, it's, it's an honor to be part of uh, part of the closing show. And I think... Uh, we have had quite a busy year. Yeah. I mean, it ran so fast. It feels like a week now. I mean, earlier on in January, I still remember talking to you mm. about the Zulu Commission and how the year will most likely look like. And it went on quite fast. Yeah. Well, let's start there now that we, we've already gotten in. So the Zondo Commission, when we're speaking in the year, of course, it was still speculative. But what kind of a year has it been for the Zondo Commission? I remember I did ask you this. And, and you said this to me, so I remember this. You said, uh, even if we do not find anything else, one basic thing, because we're talking about how necessary is the Zondo Commission and things like that, you were saying at least one question that will be answered at the end, is there a state capture? Was there state capture? I mean, you know, I remember we discussed this very well. People were expressing their frustrations earlier on, saying that uh, uh, they want to see people wearing orange overalls and so forth earlier on when we discussed this on the commission. But I think now, with what has happened, it is very clear that there has been intention on the side of some who were responsible for policy decisions when it comes to being or lending some of their decisions to state capture. So... We are having that indication coming out from the Zondo Commission. And again, beyond that, we are even having this commission, I would say, being more effective. And, and I think people have to acknowledge because now we are seeing some of the prosecutions being undertaken following the hearings at the commission. I mean, Vincent Smith now is a suspect uh, after appearing at the commission in relation to Bosasa, yeah, the likes of Edwin Sodi, the mm. Bosasa matter, the Freedom matter for mm. that matter which has been added the Vendor Commission quite extensively, the free the firm, uh, firm matter in, in the free state. Now the Secretary General of the NC is facing charges in court. So I would say when it comes to the rule of law or restoring confidence in the rule of law, the Zondo Commission has been quite sterling in this mm. regard. Okay. I think when we started the year, we're still talking about uh, Tumamina. And um, the mood was still there and thereabout. And then there was the pandemic. But before I get to the pandemic, I um, it's the flow of things politically. The grace, people were saying the president of the country at the time had this grace that South Africans were treating him with. Throughout the year, what kind of political developments have been there that would say are outstanding or what kind of a political year has been? Whether you look at in, in the EFF, whether you look in the Democratic Alliance, whether you look at the ruling ANC or at the other smaller opposition parties, smaller representation in parliament, perhaps. You know what? I'm glad you're asking this question because I was writing my column for tomorrow, uh, my newspaper article, and I was thinking 
writing a short article actually thinking about the year how would i summarize this year actually if i were to look at the political developments i mean you have done a almost a summary for me there you're speaking about the state of the opposition mm. and the development measure development and so forth and to be honest with you i'll say that it's been a difficult year for south africans but when it comes to the functioning of our body politics uh, i think that uh, it has been quite underwhelming i mean it is the year where we have we have not seen uh, decisiveness when it comes to political leadership i mean Remember, earlier on in the year, the biggest issues were on how do you deal with the debt issue mm. as the rating agencies were breathing on our neck on how we consolidate our budget, how we turn around uh, or manage the debt trajectory. We failed in doing that. We went into the COVID-19, came out with even a further crisis on mismanagement of the COVID-19. But one thing I also want to acknowledge in the year that despite poor political leadership, and some very interesting development within the ANC again, also showing poor political leadership, state institutions, law enforcement, uh, NPA, working very hard to reinstate, uh, you know, their credibility. You know, but if you if you put aside some of those negatives, you look at South Africans, you look at the pandemic, you look at how poorly governed the lockdown has been, you know, people losing their lives, which is one more, one person losing their lives is one more unacceptable. But if you look at, at those, you realize that South Africans have been very resilient this year. Mm. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I give it up to the nation. I mean, South Africans have survived through one of the harshest lockdowns in the world. I yeah. mean, and then they came out, the economy was bad when they went into this, this lockdown. Things are still worse, but when you speak to South Africans there, they don't focus on government. They're just trying to survive. So mm. I have to say that we are a very, very resilient nation. Mm-hmm. And just to move to the economy there, what is your take? Obviously, the economy was struggling pre-COVID, struggles more now. We can talk of the improvement in the GDP, but that is still five, at least 5.6 or 6 point something percent of where we were pre-COVID. So what can we say about the economy? I suppose it will come back to the resilience of South Africans at some point. Exactly. I mean, uh, you see, the hospitality industry is trying by all means. They are having a very uncertain evening as we speak, not knowing whether restrictions that will be imposed uh, in the president's speech this evening, less than at the top of the hour, whether, mm. what would it mean business-wise? I mean, hotels are struggling, but they, they try to come back. You see people coming back in restaurants, some are closed down. It's quite sad and it's a global phenomenon that is experienced, but South Africans are fighting back. So I think that one thing that one wants in a situation such as this is government that demonstrates compassion. Mm. When people are shouldering so much and taking so much, you really cannot be dealing with questions of impropriety and the misuse of money because that just shows lack of sensitivity. So the opposition party, you're speaking about them, they've also not had a great year. I mean, uh, the EFF has not done so well, disruption. What did they achieve this year? The clicks matter. I mean, let's be honest, that's just about it. Uh, no policy concession or anything. The DA, they've been struggling even electorally recently. Uh, they've had leadership challenges. They've had a real, real, real challenge challenges within the party. So. Uh, one can say that the problems are not only within the NC, the broader politics of South Africa is really, really under stress test. And amazingly for the SOEs, they've been able to sustain their attention in the eye of the public, struggled throughout the year successfully. 
it, it, it's quite, I mean, people are thinking that there, there will be a sense of urgency. You know, when the COVID-19 uh, came about, we started talking about money, massive appropriation, getting money even from the World Bank to plug into the hole. That gave a sense people that believe that maybe government will be able to go ahead and reform the SOEs because uh, the crisis moment, you know, if you couldn't do certain things under normal circumstances, when the crisis moment hits, you then get a, a bit of a leeway, a runway there to then do some of the things that you could not otherwise be able to achieve because of the politics that uh, is not well aligned. So I think that we missed that opportunity, unfortunately. There was a talk in the earlier months of the lockdown by the president almost indicating to uh, a finance minister that go ahead and reform whatever you need. Come mm. up with those reforms as the Treasury's proposal. But the union poured water on that and where are we now? Yeah. I mean, we have not moved, literally. Like you look at it. If there was a policy standstill earlier in January this year, the only thing about it now is that it has become even amplified. Nothing has been resolved. This mm. is where the problem is. Perhaps movement at ESCOM, yes, uh, but look at SAA, still a standstill and, and so forth. I'm going to talk about a few characters that uh, towards the end of the last year, they were there in the news. They've been throughout there in the news. The public protector has continued to be in the news uh, for different reasons, including the court cases that she seems to lose, but she's still there. And uh, kicking on, of course, I saw today that um, there was a, they, they, they would be a perjury case that she would respond to as asked to give a statement. But what is your take on the public protector's year? It's been another wasted year in that office, and I call it a wasted year in the sense that uh, 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 the office has dedicated a lot of time, a lot of resources towards fighting these battles over the report. Uh, actually, one can say that the office ended up doing a lot of uh, fighting on elite politics. I mean, it's been about the the rogue report, it's been about uh, the CR-17, notwithstanding its significance, but mm. the public protectors take on that issue quite controversial. So, uh, I'm not blaming the public protector. I can blame her. Mm. I think she should uh, be liable. But I do think that generally, things are going to a point where that office is no longer as useful as it were during the time of advocate Chilimato uh, Vela. It's becoming nearly an indisputable fact, given mm. the level of dispute that this office seems to be having and the credibility of the office for that matter. So she's worried about those things and Whenever I think about what's happening in that office, the entire term of Kwebane uh, um, seems like it's just going to be wasted to this petty politics. Former President Jacob Zuma has remained in the in, in, on, on, in the headlines, of course, uh, during appearances at the very least at the Zondo Commission. Uh, what do you make of his staying power in politics, even if he's not really involved in the daily activities and the, 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 the ingoings, ongoings of the ANC? I mean, President Jacob Zuma is a political character. He continues to be one of the most influential person. Uh, you never find people who are not interested in him. Uh, you can never hear someone who, you can never come across someone who has no views about President Jacob Zuma. Either you're going to run around people who like him so much or those who can't stand him altogether. You're never going to find someone who's going to say, no, I'm not interested. So he's quite a character, continue to influence South Africa's politics. He's still a character within the ANC. 
there is already the type of politics within the ANC that I think is propelled by his own personal political journey. Mm. I mean, he's uh, standing against institution, facing corruption and so forth. Uh, you know, he continued to influence even the politics of those who are embattled within the ANC. Mahashile is using the Jacob Zuma script that mm. he's been targeted in this free uh, prosecution because of his political views instead of uh, any meaningful case that could have substantive or maybe substantively justifiable. So th- that's how President Jacob Zuma, how far is. Nobody mm. knows where he's going to end. His corruption trial. Uh, multiple levels, one of the lengthiest probably ever in the world, I think. And we're talking to Dr. Ralph Mataka, looking at the year that has been. Uh, Dr. Mataka, in the beginning, somewhere mid-year, we spoke about uh, Shamila Batoy uh, now being a year in the position. Of course, there was hopefulness in the country for the work that she will do, that the NPA will do. What has happened there? I mean, they're under pressure, the NPA. This is the office where uh, the concentration of the lapses have happened. Remember, in order to perpetrate the level of wrongdoing that was quite blatant that has happened in South Africa in the last few years, you will certainly have to manage the prosecution and the police. This is where the bigger fights were. We know exactly that the bigger fights within the NC, the factions and so forth, some of the issues that have been litigated regarding to appointments have got to do with your NPA, you are Sean Abrahams in the past. You are Nongova Jivas in the past. Mm. You are in the SAPS. Uh, quite quite a lot of figures there whose appointment were quite questionable. So now you see the NPA under Batohi going after all these cases. I mean, the high-profile case is now the arrest of uh, Secretary General of the ANC. Without, uh, they, are, they are now wanting to present the picture that says that, look, we will go after you irrespective of who you are. But I think that the challenge that they are still facing is that they should just not be seen arresting the normal, usual suspect. Mm. They should go after everyone who is also involved as well. They should not be seen pursuing factions. I mm. mean, uh, 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 I would say that uh, punting to a, a good faction is still bad because the principle upon which you prosecute should be on the basis of fairness, openness, without favor. Mm. It should have got nothing to do with where the political wind is blowing. So. I think that they're doing well, but I don't think they're there yet. Mm. I, I still think that they need to intensify the effort in order for one to end up saying that they have now regained a greater deal of their credibility. Suppose the newsmaker of the year will be the pandemic, will be COVID-19. The president will speak uh, not very long in the next 37 minutes and uh, we exp- what, what, what do we expect there but what do you say as the pa- pandemic how has the president performed as well in leading the country through this time i mean it's been difficult there's been decisions that have been made difficult decisions there's been some elements where leadership was demonstrated but there's been mismanagement as well there's been abuse of power there's been abuse of resources i mean generally i don't think government can blame to have done very well when it comes to the management of this thing. At times, you look and you realize that it looks like government's response is more lethal than the actual health aspect of the pandemic. Mm. I mean, look at what has happened in the Eastern Cape with expenditure. Look at what has happened with the personal protection equipment expenditure. So those are things that are quite worry. But I think I have to say South Africa as a nation has held up. And I, and I think we will hold up.
Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Dr. Mataka. We should be able to speak uh, early next year. Wonderful evening to you. Great pleasure and all the best and safer uh, uh, season to your your listeners. May they be safe on the road, please. Thank you very much. Same to you and your family there. Appreciate that. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.